of the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. I'm your host, as always, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan. And as always, you've reached the podcast that talk comic books, talk superheroes, and we talk animation. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 112. I'm going to briefly explain the rules, then we're going to get into the nitty gritty rule number one. I already said it, comic books, animation, superheroes, that's what we're talking about. That's the subject of this podcast. Rule number two, I'm a big fan of the old team-up comic books, Marvel 2-in-1, Brave and the Bold DC Comics Presents, so this is a team-up podcast every week. Me and a special guest, talking comic books, talking superheroes, talking animation, and third and most important, we gotta have fun. Like I said, welcome to episode 112. We're going to get right to it. We're going to bring my guest. He's a first-time guest of the multiverse. Welcome to the multiverse, the one and only Jose. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, like uh, we were discussing uh, what to talk about, and I said to you, uh, what's the first cartoon you think about when you think of childhood? And you said? Mighty Mouse. Which kind of surprised me, but uh, Mighty Mouse is a... <laughs> Is a classic. Would you say uh, your uh, favorite or just the first thing you think of when you think of childhood? First thing when I think of childhood, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse is one of the first cartoons I got to watch while I was in Puerto Rico. So that's when I first saw Mighty Mouse. All right. So we're going to talk Mighty Mouse in a minute. But what we're going to do is first we start every episode off with some trivia. Are you ready for some trivia? Ready as can be. <laughs> we have uh, the up and down track record of our guests. Not everybody uh, is getting it right, but uh, we're going to see what we can do. It wasn't until the 80s in the Mighty Mouse The New Adventures where Mighty Mouse finally was revealed a secret identity. What is Mighty Mouse's secret identity? I have no clue. Been so long. Not even a guess? I have no clue. <laughs> Secret identity was revealed to be Mike Mouse. They didn't put a lot of creativity in that. And it wasn't until Mighty Mouse The New Adventures in 1987 that they finally revealed Mighty Mouse's secret identity. Dad, don't worry about it, though. We uh, Half my guests never get the trivia question right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean... I don't think you came on professing to be a Mighty Mouse expert. No, not at all. Not at all. all right, we're going to get into a little bit of the history of Mighty Mouse. Going back quite some time, uh, the first cartoon was uh, back in uh, 1942 called The uh, Mouse of Tomorrow. Had to be in black and white, huh? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> you stumped me. Uh, Mighty Mouse was created by Paul Terry and Izzy Klein. Now, originally, uh, they had an idea of a uh, cricket. And believe it or not, it was going to be called Superfly. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know the reasoning, but they ended up changing it. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, originally he appeared as Super Mouse, not Mighty Mouse. No, I did not know that. Yeah, and even had his original costume was more red and, uh, and blue, similar to Superman. Uh, but that's when he first appeared in uh, Mouse of Tomorrow. This is pre-television, so these were uh, theatrical uh, runs for anybody who uh, doesn't know, any younger listeners. Way, way back in the day before TV, movies would start with a newsreel, a movie serial usually in cartoons, Looney Tunes being Tom and Jerry, but that's where Mighty Mouse started as well. So even though we're going back to your childhood, this is still pre-your childhood. Uh, yes. <laughs> you're not yes. that old. <laughs> Old enough. Did anything about uh, Mighty Mouse appeal to you, or is it just what, what happened to be on? Well, honestly, uh, I started watching Mighty Mouse when I was in uh, Puerto Rico. I never saw it in the United States, and my summers were in Puerto Rico, and that's when I used to watch Mighty Mouse. Had no idea what he was saying, had no clue, but I, I enjoyed it. Didn't speak Spanish, you know, grandmother spoke Spanish, chickens and goats around all the time, and that's what, you know, she did, and I sat in the house and I watched Mighty Mouse. Uh, I remember as well as a kid, I think I remember watching it on uh, Channel 56 after school back in the day. The WB. (laughs) Now, he was a super mouse for quite some time, and uh, now I thought, naturally thinking, red and blue costume, super mouse, DC Comics must have said, hey, this guy is a blatant ripoff of Superman. True. So that's why they went yellow and black? Well, uh, uh, my research says they claim they found a comic book company called Standard Comics that actually had a character called Super Mouse, and that's why they made the change to Mighty Mouse. Okay, okay. I don't think he would have had the longevity he had if... uh, (laughs) if He stayed at Super Mouse? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, he did become Mighty Mouse in 1944, the episode called uh, Wreck of, I don't know if I can say this, Hesperus. Uh, sounds Greek to me, but, <laughs> where he became Mighty Mouse. And even though the uh, 1942 to 1961, these serials ran, it didn't have much of an uh, impact theatrical. It didn't have the time of, say, Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. Now, it was Terry Toons that had, uh, was the uh, producers of these cartoons. And Mighty Mouse's popularity really came in the 60s when uh, Terry Toons sold to CBS and they started running it on Mighty Mouse's Playhouse all the way up to 1967. Well, you had a Playhouse, huh? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. And basically, this was uh, a pretty cheap operation. They All they did was rerun the cartoons that were in the movie theaters. There were only three new Mighty Mouse cartoons produced. At the, that time? At the time frame that okay. Mickey Mouse's Playhouse was coming up. And a uh, fun fact, it was during that run that uh, uh, the Mighty Heroes were created. We were talking about that a little oh, bit beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, famous animator Ralph Bashi first worked for uh, Terry Toons and worked on the Mighty Mouse cartoon. He would go on to do uh, Fritz the Cat, the Lord of the Rings cartoon, Fire and Ice Wizards, and he ended up doing the Mighty Mouse of New Adventures in the 80s as well. You did say Lord of the Rings cartoon. Yeah, he did the, uh, not the Hobbit, but when they did the theatrical animated Lord of the Rings, 
That was uh, Ralph Bashing in the 70s. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they used a lot of rotoscope and whatnot, so it looked like it was like photorealistic. It was just called Lord of the Rings, and they uh, they did Fellowship of the Ring and most of the Two Towers into that one movie. You really never seen? <laughs> never seen it. Never seen it. How about the Hobbit? Did you see the Hobbit? Movie? I've seen. I mean, I've seen them now. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know they did animation back then. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember the year, but it's the seventies where they did the Lord of the Rings cartoon. They were supposed to do a finish it with Return of the King, which did not happen. But then uh, the guys who did the Hobbit did a Return of the King cartoon. Which I think was direct to DVD. Is it on YouTube? Uh, yes. Uh, it might be streaming somewhere as well. So, well, th- I can't find anywhere where it's uh, streaming for free. Um, I see it's on Amazon Prime, YouTube, but it says to pay for it. it. Most likely, YouTube has it where they'll break apart a movie and you'll have to watch. Okay. Okay. Certain clips. I have to check that out. I really do. So that's when he really became more popular because of television, but a lot of things became. Uh, very popular in that time period. Now then, um, Filmation, the famous uh, animation studio, brought it back again in the 70s with the new adventures of Mighty Mouse with Heckle and Jekyll. I don't know if you'll remember that. Are they the crows? Yes, they were the crows. <laughs> Not to be confused with the crows from Dumbo, right, even though right, they look right. they look a lot. Ravens, what do you want to call them? <laughs> I think they were crows. Uh, but they also didn't produce a lot of new cartoons. They were rerunning a lot of the... Uh, the old ones as well. Okay. And then Mighty Mouse's uh, last hurrah was in 1987 to, I believe, 1988. Mighty Mouse, The New Adventures. Yep, yep. I remember that. And he hasn't really, not only has he not had a cartoon, he's pretty much kind of disappeared from the zeitgeist ever okay. since. Uh, he passed? What's that? You think he passed? <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's a, he's, well, Mighty Mouse himself? He's very, very, Creator. Well, yeah, Paul Terry is uh, yeah has passed away. Terry Toons doesn't exist anymore. Right. Ralph Bashy is still alive. He's like eighty five, but wow. uh, he doesn't really do much animation anymore. Okay. Now I looked it up, and it looks like uh, CBS still holds the uh, the character rights, but Paramount has the video rights. Okay. Since it, the cartoon went off the air, he's appeared in a few commercials. There was talk of a CGI live action mixed movie to come out, but really? that never came. Really, never happened. There's one episode, uh, well, episode, I keep saying episode, uh, there were theatrical shorts called Wolf Wolf that fell into public domain. So that thing has been released on videotape and DVD over and over and over again, and it's on streaming because, you know, anybody basically can do it. And I I can't figure out why that one cartoon is in public domain. Wolf Wolf. Wolf Wolf. (laughs) You can find it on Tubi. Now, uh, also there's a... I don't remember this. I was very young, but uh, there was a bit of a controversy with the 80s cartoon because uh, there's one episode where he, he sniffed a flower and then uh, kind of got rejuvenated and started his superhero antics. And there was a Kentucky family that insisted that this was a metaphor for cocaine use. <laughs> I thought he used to eat cheese and made him stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he brought that up earlier. It wasn't a... Was, was it, it like cheese? spinach and cheese? I don't really right. remember. I thought it was cheese. You used to eat a piece of cheese and it made it stronger. <laughs> but uh, um, Ralph Bashy denies that. and <laughs> He says it's ridiculous. <laughs> they did end up editing it out for a lot of the syndication just because he figured mm. what, what was, wasn't worth the aggravation. Okay. But. For the kids to understand that that's yeah. what he's doing. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, it's uh, been some time. Now, when was the last time uh, before we discussed this you actually sat down and 
watched Mighty Mouse? Uh, a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, God, it's probably been, I mean, just watched it a couple of days ago, but before that, it had to be, uh, I don't know, 50 years ago. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Easily 50 years ago. I was a young kid. Very, very young when I saw it. I'm an old man. Uh, and well, that guy at 50, I mean, you're saying the 70s was the last time you think you saw it? <laughs> yeah, it had to be 76, 75, could be 77, something like that. So uh, we're going to go back to November 14th, 1947, the cartoon Fight to the Finish. Uh, there was a lot to choose from, but I, I wanted to pick one that had his arch nemesis, Oil Can Harry, and the love of his life. Pearl Pureheart. Now, Oil Can Harry is predominantly the only reoccurring villain. Uh, there was one other cat who had strength. I can't remember his name, but almost as strong as my husband. Showed up on two episodes. Okay. But other than that, it was Oil Can Harry was his uh, nemesis, who's basically the the very typical of early 20th century bad guys, twirling mustache. <laughs> and the wolf. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, Mighty Mouse, the original was voice. Voice is an uh, odd term because now that I'm... I had forgotten how much singing there were in these cartoons. <laughs> Seems like there was a lot of singing. Going a lot on. of singing. A lot of singing. Uh, Roy Haley Sr. did the voice of not only Mighty Mouse, but Oil Can Harry. Okay. Now, he would also go on to voice Heckle and Jekyll when they made their debut. Now, fun fact, his son, Roy Haley Jr., was a music producer who worked with uh, Simon and Garfunkel and I believe actually produced the song Mrs. Robinson. Nice. Nice. So when they, uh, when I was looking him up, they kept going back to him, and I'm like, this guy was born in, he would have been 13 when he started voicing it. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and finally I discovered it was his father, Roy Haley Sr., who voiced not only Mighty Mouse, but Oil Can Harry. Okay. Now, the irritating thing about all this is I scoured the internet looking everywhere, and I cannot find anywhere who sang the voice of Pure Pearl, Pearl Heart in, uh, in those original. I found voices for her in the Playhouse and on Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll, but I cannot find who voiced her in the original theatrical shorts. It might have been him. <laughs> it's got quite a range if that was him. So, Pearl Pureheart who uh, I was confused with the girl from Underdog, which I think was uh, pure, um, pure bread, pure dog. What was yeah, uh, sweet Polly bread or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I think it was Polly pure bread. I Polly think, pure yeah, bread. I always got those names there confused. Go. Uh, and Mighty Mouse was also originally supposed to be in the, the, uh, the 1988 film Who Framed Roger Rabbit because they were doing all those, you know, it was based in the old Hollywood with all the old cartoons. Okay. But that, for whatever reason, did not come to pass. That's right. I did not see him in that. No. <laughs> so so um, we're going to watch this in a moment. Now you have, did your son watch Mighty Mouse? No, he has no idea who Mighty Mouse is <laughs> way before his time. I think Transformers was the uh, thing that he watched when he was a kid. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to me. Son. I mean, it shouldn't be, but that some people have never have heard of some of these cartoons. But with streaming and whatnot. All right, so on that note, we're going to take a small break. We're going to watch Mighty Mouse Fight to the Finish, 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Look, Mighty Mouse won! I always win. Because you're better than anyone. Like post sugar crisp is better. For breakfast it's dandy. For snacks it's so handy. Yes, it's fun to eat sugar crisp for breakfast. And for snacks. Those puffs of golden wheat are coated with pure honey and sugar. That's why they're, they're better, better for breakfast. breakfast. Better for snacks, just, just a little bit better, and those are the facts about post sugar crisp. Most any cereal is fine with me, as long as you spell it B O S T, cause all post cereals happen to be just a little better, a little bit better, a little bit better than any other cereal happens to be. For breakfast, it's dandy, for snacks, it's so handy. Save the day. Now inside Wendy's Kids Meals, Mighty Mouse and Friends. Save me, Mighty Mouse, save me. They're lots of fun and you can stick them just about anywhere. Mighty Mouse and Friends, <laughs> one inside each Wendy's Kids Meal. You can collect all... All right, mice, let's try it again. A one, a two. Fight to be with Colgate. Colgate Dental Cream, it cleans your breath. What a toothpaste. While it cleans your teeth. Stop the music. Quick. Get out the Colgate Dental Cream. Mighty Mouse, what's wrong? Mr. Tooth Decay is on his way. But don't worry, Colgate with Gardol helps fight decay. It fights both tooth decay and mouth odor for most people. Yes, and it tastes very good, too. In fact, it tastes wonderful. Now we must brush our happy tooth with my amazing toothpaste, Colgate Dental Cream with Gardol. <laughs> now Mr. Tooth Decay will destroy a tooth. Fight to decay with Colgate. Colgate Dental Cream, it cleans your breath. Run it toothpaste while it cleans your teeth. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent looking podcast. Mr. Trouble never hangs around when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way Yes sir, when there is a wrong to right Mighty Mouse will join the fight On the sea or on the land He gets the situation well in hand And we are back And we just watched Mighty Mouse fight to the finish Man... Whole lot of singing going on here. You know something? I'm really impressed with this with you. It's just watching you do this is like you should be on TV doing this. Honestly, you could be a hoster. Or, or, or. Well, I have a voice for radio and a face for radio. <laughs> um, now uh, I'm gonna warn you ahead of time. I'm gonna do some uh, rendition. I'm gonna do some renditions of some of the singing to put people uh, put them in the mindset back to 1947. So, uh, the beginning credits kick off. Now, Mighty Mouse went through this thing in the later stages where they were parodying the old movie serials. I don't know if you remember. I mean, they're way before both our time, but movie serials, they used to be like little TV shows before the movie. They had done one with uh, Rocket Man, The Shadow, Batman, and everyone had ended on a cliffhanger, and then you'd have to come to the matinee next week and see it. So, Mighty Mouse went through this thing where they were parodying those. So, every week they'd be like last time and there would be no <laughs> previous wait, episode. Wait, wait. 
But uh, we find them uh, at the Beaver Mill Railroad, which is a dark and stormy uh, building right next to a railroad bridge in a thunderstorm. Yes. They're Tied in a, up. They're in a, yeah, they're in a uh, desperate fight with Oil Can Harry, which uh, the narrator says, uh, <laughs> this is a, what I think it is, is a uh, fight to the finish. <laughs> and then Oil Can Harry says, and then he says, this is a fight to the finish. <laughs> so right there we get the uh, the theme of our show right off the bat. Right. And then Oil Can Harry comes out. Yeah. And Mighty Mouse is tied up to the railroad tracks. Well, yeah, you are jumping ahead a little bit because there's a big fight first. Yeah, uh, true, true. With, uh, a lot of it happens off camera, I've noticed, which yeah. is a little odd. <laughs> the beaver mill does catch on fire at one point. True. And <laughs> the narrator says, uh, this is my first, I actually laughed out loud at this, where he says, Oil Can and Mighty Mouse are fighting hammer and tong. <laughs> And then they literally have a hammer, hammer and tongs. <laughs> this is back in the day also when uh, the damsel in distress was pretty much the, the norm of all uh, cartoons, which you probably couldn't get away with hardly in any cartoons in, in today's uh, modern rights. But that's what, uh, even though people would criticize Pearl Pureheart, I have a hard time saying that. <laughs> She doesn't take any shit. Uh, she's a... No, no, no. She, no. She's a little tough little mouse, <laughs> isn't she? Very little tough little mouse. And then uh, the narrator says, Pearl will never give up hope. And she says, I will never give up hope. He's my favorite radio comedian. <laughs> now, is Bob Hope a thing? Wait, 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 wait. Is that... that it was that... Was why she said that? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm assuming Bob Hope was a thing. I'm not sure when his career started, but so 1946. When she'll never give up hope, she says, "She says I'll never give up hope." He's my favorite radio comedian. So she was saying that by saying that was Bob Hope. That's what I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not. I'm not an expert on late 40s radio comedian. Okay, okay. I could. That stumped me. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing Bob Hope, right, but right, right, I don't know right. when his career started. Yeah, I got you know? confused in that one right there for a second. Let's look this up. I really got confused when she said that. I had to, like, <laughs> think about it. Well, the first film he appeared in was Going Spanish in 1934. Okay. So predates this by 13 years. Right, so right. Okay. I guess it's perfectly uh, plausible that it, he did radio, well, broadcasting. Here we go. Began his broadcasting radio career. For NBC Radio on the Woodbury Soap Hour in 1937. Wow. So, yeah, I guess. Okay, okay. Well, you tell us what you think out there, but uh, Jose and myself, we're going to agree that she's talking Bob, Bob Hope. Bob Hope, yeah. By the way, I don't know about you, but I never really found Bob Hope particularly funny. But I, I always liked Bob Hope. I, I like guess. Bob, Bob Hope and what was his buddy there? No idea. They used to be together all the time. Bob Hope and. <laughs> you got me, buddy. Maybe if I played golf, I would find him a lot funnier, but uh, it seemed like all his material was about golf. Oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. It was, they were a duel. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. There you go. There you go. I have some people listening now are saying, who the hell are either of these people? I know, I and then know. other people saying, you idiot. Why couldn't you come up with Bing Crosby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it looks like Harry is triumphant. He actually even does the twirling mustache gimmick. Yes. 
He ties Mighty Mouse to the train tracks with a bomb on his nose. Yes. By the way, it's the bomb, the big black bomb with a fuse. Do these things actually ever exist? I've never seen one of these ever. No, I've never seen it neither. Never I, seen one. No. I've seen them in cartoons, yeah. but. Many cartoons. But do these bombs actually exist? No, I do not think so. I think they're supposed to be cannons, so they put a fuse on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cannonballs. They escape in his convertible, which, well, Ken Harry goes, at last you're in my power. <laughs> and then she goes, let me go. I can't do a high voice. I just, <laughs> she sings, let me go. And then he says, I'll make you marry me. Which she then jumps out of the car <laughs> Floats down. Floats down because they're on a cliff. But he comes down and he does stop her. He even calls her a foolish girl. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I love how the car goes as a snake. Yeah, like stretching. Yes, yes. So they get back to his secret headquarters, whatever the hell it is. And I guess his secret plan was to make her do dance moves with her because he starts dance. (laughs) And she does not want to do that. Not at all. And uh, he says, uh, isn't this romantic? <laughs> and then uh, she does dance, but with disdain. You can tell she clearly not, not digging wait, it. Wait. And then they have a little chase theme throughout the house because she's trying to get away. Yes. Which he uses a plunger gun at one point. Oh, yes. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you. Because he pulls the gun out. At first, I was like, oh, my God, he's pulling it. And then it's like a plunger. Plunger so. on the end of it. Yes. <laughs> I wonder where that plunger's been. so we go back to mighty mouse he manages to blow out the bomb so that's not gonna blow up but out the fuse the 95 train is on time for the first time in 20 years yes yes it is me i mean getting older and getting to see it now and to see that he as strong as he's supposed to be he cannot break the rope. <laughs> but he stops the train. He does stop the train with his feet. With his feet. But he could not break the rope. <laughs> it not only this episode, but Mighty Master General's powers, they're a bit inconsistent. At yes, 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 yes. Because, yes, yes. yes, he could stop the train with his legs, but he couldn't break, break the, the rope. rope. That is strange. Uh, yes. <laughs> And there's the train pile up. I can only assume it's just like a, a freight train or a cargo train. Right, right. We go back to um, oil can chasing her. This part really like almost shocked me. He catches her and he literally starts grabbing her by the throat and choking her. Back in those days, that's what you used to do to women. <laughs> <laughs> and they used to get away with uh, <laughs> I wish, I mean, my grandparents are no longer with us. I'm going to ask grandpa, hey, to, when you courted grandma, right, did you right, grab right, her by right, the right, throat? Right, right. didn't do the dishes, did you choke her? Choked the life out. <laughs> like, uh, kids, especially my kids, are never going to realize how violent <laughs> cartoons yes. actually used to be. Uh, yeah. Never let them watch the Three Stooges. Never let them watch the Three Stooges. And then she, uh, I wish I had a high voice, but it, uh, it hurts my voice to try and because she sings, Save me, Mighty Mouse. And I'm not doing her justice because okay. her voice is really high. You want to take a crack at a singing? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And then <laughs> he comes, I am here, which Snidely actually says, actually says, curses, <laughs> curses. So, 
There's another thing. Yes. <laughs> Has anybody ever said curses? Curses. <laughs> you think he, they were the first? I don't, nah, uh, well, I've heard it in other things. I'm pretty sure Snidely Whiplash used to say hey, curses, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. in real life, I don't think sure. any... Okay. Anybody's ever, actually, I think uh, Mighty Mouse predates Dudley Do right now that I think about it. Okay, I was going to say that. Uh, Winkle, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I don't think anyone in real life is, I don't think Vladimir Putin's ever been like, <laughs> Ukraine is no longer mine. Carson. <laughs> <laughs> then we get this bizarre scene where he gets away and he locks a series of doors behind him, which he eats the key. Which all ends up being for not, because Mighty Mouse just crashes right through every door. Well, yes, he does. This, <laughs> when he gets through, this is insane. They both pull out pistols and just start shooting each other. <laughs> two feet away from each other. <laughs> two feet away. Easily two feet away. Why does, first of all. Mighty Mouse needs a gun. Why does Mighty Mouse need a gun? Right. He <laughs> right. does not need a gun. <laughs> And <laughs> like, and neither one of them got shot. No, <laughs> but two. I mean, maybe I, I would. Lie. I couldn't imagine Plankton and SpongeBob pulling out pistols <laughs> and shooting each other at point blank range. But I suppose it was a different time. Different time, because that's. I think that's why they didn't show neither one of them getting shot. Yeah, and I don't even know if they would edit that out if uh, if it happened now. So then they have a sword fight, or it's more like a fencing fight. Fencing fight. Yeah. Where sometimes it looks like it's competitive, but that other time Mighty Mouse is doing it one hand. One hand doing his thing. I gotta say, back to childhood now, I always thought Mighty Mouse was a bit on the cocky side. Always, always. Started singing. singing. What was it? Uh, uh, something down the river. Is it Swarmy? Swarmy down the river. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I knew you'd get into it with some time. Right. Is it Swarmy River? That's what it sounds like, but I don't know what Swarmy even means. Yeah, I don't know. It's an old folk song, I think. <laughs> We're going to have to look this one up as well. Swanee River. Swanee, Swanee River. Okay. All right. The Swanee River. Okay. A flume ride, which ends up into a lumber mill, and it looks like she's going to get buzzed in half by a giant buzzsaw. Right. Which, by the way, she's not tied to it. Not at all. She's sitting on top, waiting to get cut in half. So it's impressive that she never rolled off one side no, or the other. No, no, That wasn't uh, the way to go. <laughs> Mighty Mouse finally uh, defeats... Oil can. In the water. Sl- takes the one, two, three. Yeah, so, yeah, he does the one, three. That's after he sliced them a couple times and put them back together. It seems that Mighty Mouse could have easily beat this guy much earlier. Yes. But yes. that did not happen. <laughs> um, so he's going to go save Pearl. And the narrator says, uh, will he save her in time? You'll have to find out next episode. It almost blacks out, but then he stops and he says, we can't wait till next episode. Please show us what happened. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which I, I always love when the narrator is like, is a viewer just like us watching, not really paying attention. Right. Well, I shouldn't say not paying attention. Not actively a part of the story. And so they do show us what happens. And in the nick of time, literally right before the buzzsaw, he saves her, which, by the way, she could have saved herself at any point. She wasn't tied to the dang tree. Right. You just rolled on off the log. <laughs> oh. And then they uh, have a duet where I can do his part where he goes, You are my sweetheart. And then 
she says, uh, you are my lover, but I can't sing that. Right, right. And then they go, together. I thought for first they said together forever, but it, I think it was together again. <laughs> and that's how we ended. Mighty Mouse, yes. fight to the finish. Yeah, first thing I got to see. Whole lot of singing. I didn't realize how there. Much singing was in there. There's like, there's like two lines of dialogue, and all the rest is sung. And both of it came from Oil Can Harry. In fact, at one point, Mighty Mouse, he couldn't even say he's in a. He had to sing. This is a situation. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And uh, I wonder, did he, the later years did he sing as much in, in the later? Uh, uh, he barely sung at all in the the new adventures. Okay. Mighty Mouse, the new adventures. Okay. The other two were almost exclusively rehashes of. Uh, but he did have a more of a Tom Morrison did his speaking voice okay. uh, later on because he did speak um, for Mighty Mouse's Mighty Playhouse Mouse. and okay. the Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll Hour. Okay. So I remember that too. I remember that. What do you think now? Was this like a was this like a time capsule for you, taking you back oh, to yes, your youth? Yes, yes, it was uh, good for me. It's you know I like to remember the good times when I was a kid. And cartoons were to me were good. Didn't seem too violent, but as you get older, you see better how much <laughs> violent they really are. Yes, and uh, it was it's fun. I, I I hate to use the word dated because it sounds like. There's a negative connotation to dated, but it's only dated in the sense was it had a lot of the same tropes and things you'd see in a lot of cartoons from that era. Because I grew up on cartoons that came out like literally 40, 30 years before I was born, but okay. that's we didn't have streaming in a right. right. hundred right. channels. So we, when I, when I remember the first TV app was black and white, so I never saw a color probably for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden we had a color TV. But yeah, I... Uh, so I'd say dated in the sense of it reminds me of stuff, a lot of cartoons from that era, not to mention uh, the extreme uh, violence. <laughs> extreme. Very extreme. And this is pretty tame compared to some of the Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to go to the ranking system. We're going to our spectrometer. Anyone new to the show, Spectrometer, we rank what we saw. Zero Spectros being garbage, terrible. Four Spectros is, doesn't get any better. Jose, how would you rank Mighty Mouse, a fight to the finish? I rank it a four. Four, flawless. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I haven't seen it in 50 years. <laughs> but it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean... You got to think about the, those times and, you know, the way they did things back in those days. So that's, to me, they did a good job. It's, it reminds me of me being back a kid again. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. That's what I always say is uh, when people ask me why you do a podcast about cartoons and whatnot. Because I think everyone can identify it takes you to a simpler <laughs> part of your life. Yes. All right. My ranking of Mighty Mouse Fight to the Finish. I, I, I'll go three. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. A little dated, fine. Uh, entertaining. <laughs> Could maybe cut down the singing a little bit. Uh, but it was fine for what it was. Right. Entertaining. Okay. I think uh, I think a kid could watch it now and be that oh, big yeah. of a deal. Not uh, a problem. Not a problem at all. 
I mean, other than Even the gun scene, because yeah. it's never there's no they're not hitting each other. Yeah, <laughs> the only on the border questionable is when oil can areas literally got per, pearl by the throat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Choking you know, yeah, that probably yeah, that's yeah, probably should have cut that out or that, make the kid turn his head for a second. And uh, they uh, <laughs> they uh, they don't do. Uh, they don't do good damsels in distress anymore. No, no, not at all. None. <laughs> yeah, they, really, they don't. Which, by the way, I watched a couple others. Uh, she pounds on Oil Can Harry a bunch of times because Mighty Mouse is always late. So right, uh, right. it's not like she just sits there and takes it. She uh, she doesn't take any guff. Nice. What do you think out there? Uh, did you like it less than we did, or did you like it? Well, you couldn't have liked it much more than we did, but uh, you could have liked it less. If you think we're off our rocker and it stinks. That's okay. We're just two guys sharing our opinion. Yes, two old guys sharing our opinion. <laughs> um, but you can go to my social media and let me know what you think. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spectro. Give me a follow while you're there. You can find me on Facebook, Matt Spectro, through the multiverse, and follow me there and give me your opinion of Mighty Mouse in general as well as Mighty Mouse fight to the finish. Well, Jose, I uh, want to thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. I enjoyed this a lot. I'd like to do this again. You would like to come back. Perfect. Yes, I, would, uh, I, would, I would. It's a little weird for me because uh, when you don't have a mic in front of you, we're, you're a lot more chatty than... Uh, right, right. But, this uh, is new to me. <laughs> it's new to you. <laughs> this uh, dang-fangled technology. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Something I got to get used to. So I would uh, like to do this again. I'd definitely like to have you come back. Okay. Everybody's welcome. If you out there want to come on the show, you can also uh, contact me through social media and let you know what you think. A lot of times I let people uh, plug something because a lot of people have other podcasts or YouTube channels. That I don't imagine. No, no, no. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Would you say this is your all-time favorite cartoon? Money else? Yeah. No, I would not say that. Can you pick one? I was a big Transformer. Fan. More than meets the eye. Yes. Um, and I also, it would behoove me if I didn't ask the question. Have you ever seen the film Stand By Me? Yes. Where they ask, who would win in a fight, Superman or Mighty Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Mouse, of course. <laughs> I guess it would depend on what version, because sometimes Mighty Mouse seems like the most powerful thing on the planet, but other episodes, he doesn't seem like he has barely any right, right, right. <laughs> Tie it up to a train track. <laughs> but what did you think out there? Anyone... Let me know. You can find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Let me know. You can even find me on Hive. I check that account now and again. That's Matt Spectro, all lowercase letters. Let me know what you think. And uh, if you could also share my podcast, give it a five-star review. I appreciate it as well. Helps me out with the algorithm. And like I said, if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas for episodes, or you want to be on the show yourself, hit me up on social media. All are welcome. Jose, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope you'll come back again. Yes, I will. Yes. All right. That's going to about do it for this week, everyone. Thanks for joining us and tune in again next week for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse, everyone. Excelsior.